Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a podcast dedicated to House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones and A Song of Ice and Fire, brought to you, of course, by the lovely people at Fan Critical. Every week we come to you, our lovely listeners, straight after watching the latest episode and we give you our unfiltered, unsullied thoughts on said episode and what our initial reactions are. Now, as you all know by now, I could not do this alone. Throughout the history of Westeros, there have been many knights and lords who have relied upon their squires. Mm. Uh, Dunk had Egg, Tyrion and Brienne had Pod, yeah. uh, and I have little Gareth. Hello, little Gareth. Hello, little Len. Um, yeah, large Len. I if would anything, say. So. I would. Well, yes, from my perspective, maybe. Um, Ooh. average Len to everyone else. Mm. I would say that uh, mm. you know, yes, there, there's a clear there's a clear power dynamic in all those examples you gave. We're we're more like. We're more like a uh, Rob Stark and Jon Snow, you know, equals. Which which one of us is? Uh, anyway, we were getting to spoilers for Game of Thrones, but you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think I was going okay. to, and then I, I was like, some people a... might not have seen it. I think we've I done know, a few. Mad. I, uh, yeah. yeah. Ned Stark's mm. come up a few times. I remember. Oh, we just spoil everything. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, what are you doing listening to this? And it, go back and watch that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Anyway, that one's actually good. Um, yeah. No, just <laughs> well, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, obviously, last week we sort of across the whole board of everyone involved in the podcast felt that it was the weakest episode last week. It's rubbish um, of the season, and we 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 highlighted why we felt so, and we highlighted like several things. It made no sense for characters, like you know, Rainey's not burning them all at the end made zero sense. Zero. And like it's mm. become a thing on the internet. It's not just us that think it is a thing. So um I wanna get your thoughts on this episode though, Gareth. Um and whether they have returned to form. Uh episode ten titled The Black Queen. Of course we cannot score this episode. That is saved for the deep dive. But what are your initial thoughts on this episode? Um it's I think, do you know, watching this one has has made me even more confused about last week's episode. Like, yeah. it's it's almost like a like it was a different show. It was different people involved in writing it and creating it. Totally, um, totally, yeah. The, the just the in a way, it's almost like a similar setup. You know, like last week was kind of the reaction to the news of Viserys <clears throat> within the Red Keep, right? And then this one is the reaction to that and the initial kind of crowning of of, of Aegon um, within the halls of Dragonstone, and so there there is that kind of that similarity in terms of obviously they're different places, but in terms of the setup, right? They yeah they handled it so differently. It's mad, like the. The start of this episode, I mean, I'll, we'll get onto it in more detail shortly, but the way that it was done, it just felt so kind of anxiety-inducing. Like, I was like, oh my God, what is happening? I was, I felt breathless watching it. Um, and the the characterization of everybody, the, the, um, the development 
of everyone as an individual character and somebody that you care about was it's night and day how how that was handled yeah chalk and cheese chalk and chalk cheese and, chalk, chalk and cheese um and for any you know book readers out there blood and cheese that's for another season but um what i will say is uh yeah i, I can't agree more i i can't believe this is the same show yeah. <laughs> um yeah it anyone who was defending last week's episode and said it was good um what do you think of this episode you must think this is the best thing ever made because compared to what was yeah compared to what was shown last week like ah, oh, they're just i actually give a fuck about the characters in this episode yeah like um and you know some people might say that oh they had this episode's got the big set piece at the end and yes it does and it is amazing but um the last episode in my opinion the green council scene where they're deciding how to basically commit treason um, and how they're going to do it methodically mm. is one of the best things in the book and it's one of the things they could have adapted the best and they fucked up the whole episode yeah by doing these random things that just didn't need to be expanded upon um and little like so, xena warrior princess style yeah. adventures like both both episodes could have been fantastic because like you said one's on the greens and one's on the blacks and it's all this self-contained thing and it's like that air of oh what's going to happen you know we don't know what the other side is thinking kind of situation um that's really interesting and this episode was just everything about it the way it was shot the the music was absolutely oh, haunting unreal. and fantastic the music was so good. i thought the i thought the music in this episode was the best of the season by a mile it it just it made me uneasy. It was beautiful. It was tragic. Mm. It was scary. Um, it had everything in there. The way it was, sh- this episode was shot was completely different to last week's. Uh, like lots more character-driven moments of no dialogue, yeah. just looking at characters, which I felt was very powerful. Um, Although, <laughs> you've also yeah. yeah, we have criticised yeah. that 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 in the past, but yes, yeah. this is very different to the. But funeral. this was good. Yeah, this was good. Like like and. Um, let's just jump right into some hot takes because you know we can't score the episode. But I'll tell you right now, listener, this is easily the best episode of the season. Um, hot take number one, um, and this is going to sound like a negative, but in some ways it's a positive, but in some ways it's a negative. So just bear with me, dear listener. Mm-hmm. Um, how much is too much yeah. with these labour scenes? Yeah. Now, I think by my count, we've had four birth scenes this season now. Uh, three of which have been very, very hard viewing. Um, and I'm all for the realism of, you know, understanding, like uh, trying to get across that point that like, childbirth is, is at this time in this world or whatever, in this setting is is perilous. It's, you know, it's there, it's the woman's battlefield, you know, Gareth, they said that in the first episode, yeah. that's their battlefield because it's as deadly as war. Um, but it, it was, uh, yeah, th- this was probably the one that went the furthest. Um, and, you know, um i got quite emotional watching this um mm. because it, some of the visuals were just too, it's too much for me uh my you know sensibilities these days um but at the same time you know i'm trying to make this sound like a positive as well i felt it was very effective um at and point, so this is my issue with it is i i'm not sure what it added um, uh, like I know what you're saying. This is reality, and and reality is that you're almost a coin toss. Um, in terms of deciding how 
what the outcome of of childbirth is in in this in this setting right and it's brutal and that is and that is a reality and it's a tough thing but i don't get what we what it added to this episode to see that i i think this is too much and i don't think i mean fuck it's it's definitely definitely changed since having a kid um yeah, i tell but, you yeah, the, yeah definitely the, it affected me so much more than i think i've ever been affected by anything like that on tv um i th- i thought this was this was too much and i was kind of i was disappointed it was shown like i thought poor form poor choice and then and and i thought you know i i'm sure this will have like relevance and maybe it does maybe maybe it's representing something or mm, it does um, it does or it's and it is symbolic but, you know but uh, th- i don't need to see it i don't think we need to see it um mm. yeah yeah it, it, in the book and i'll go into it in the deep dive with john we'll talk about um this um miscarriage or you know stillbirth um in more detail and how it relates to events that are going on simultaneously and how you know, we're not saying there's magic involved or anything like that, Gareth, mm. but, you know, Targaryens' magic is sort of bound to their blood. Sure. Um, and it's quite interesting how when certain events happen, sometimes tragic events happen as well. Um, they're very in sync with certain things. Um, so we'll we'll get into that on the deep dive because, you know, we've got a lot to get through. Um, I, do you want to go for the next hot take, for hot take two, Gareth? You want one from your little list? Yeah, all right. Um this is this is from the very start of the episode, but will also take us immediately to the end, I think. But I will say this. I had that sinking feeling as soon as the episode started that that old Lukey boy was doomed. Um he, Poor old Lukey boy. He he's a lovely kid. Such a sweet boy, sweet prince. And Yes. Um, him standing there being a bit scared and, you know, not wanting Driftmark and his mum being a, just a nice mum. Um, yep. I was like, wholesome, fuck, wasn't it? He's gone. He's a goner. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, Gisseries, Luceries, and even little Joff, we haven't heard a word from yet. Um, they come across as the sweet ones, don't they? They they're called the strong boys, but they're very sweet and they're very earnest, and they feel like those sort of characters that you really root for, you know, like the Starks, yes. or you know, like they've got those honourable qualities. And unfortunately, in this world, that doesn't always mean that you uh, <laughs> make it through. So, um, yeah, it's tragic because it's just you know we'll get on to the end of the episode, but yeah, that is a. It was heavily signposted throughout this episode yes. that something was going to happen to him. Like, you know, I don't think anyone got to the end of the episode and was like, oh, my goodness, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I think they were like, yeah. you know, oh, I knew that. Like, even Mel, when she was watching it, to me, turned to me and goes, well, he's not coming back, is he? Yeah. And I said, I, I didn't know what to say to that. I was like, just can you just watch the episode, please? <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I, I will question the wisdom of, of sending him. Um, I- well... Um, I just no, not with yeah. Not with you got to think. You got to think. Well, you got to think, and this is what's really interesting. From from, and we'll get into it now, I guess. From her perspective, the Baratheons are. It, it's not even a question of their loyalty. So, 
because they are they share blood with the Targaryens. The Baratheon house is you know they they on Princess Rhaenys side. Um, so and and Boros Baratheon, you know, we even saw her at his court earlier this season, like years ago. I'm talking like 15 years ago in the timeline. Um, so there's no question in their mind. They're just like, yeah, just go, just go check these guys. All right. That's why she sends him there because she's so confident. Um, um, so maybe, maybe she should have also said just as a heads up, if you see a massive dragon when you're there, leave, just leave. Yeah. 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 Um, but also she thinks she might've bought them some time because she said, look, I'll give King's Landing a message tomorrow kind of situation you know what i mean yeah true. so it, it, it there's a lot of play here um but also you know the, the kids want to get involved and they're not kids in this world you know they're you know 16 and 14 ish years old i mean the age question again but th- that that's you know some kids are getting knighted at that age you know damon was a knight at 16 jamie at 15 um you know that they step up in this world you know what i mean so it's good to send them. I just think, obviously, tragedy strikes. Well, send um, send him with someone then. Like, I mean, it is a bizarre <laughs> solo mission. Like, there is no need for him to be on his own. He could have had a. Mm. Well, they're confident with the dragon situation, yeah. aren't they? I mean, Arax is tiny. Is a little... um, so I'll go on to hot take three, and I, I um, which is about Rhaenyra showing restraint. Mm. Um, and I've put here that she's a much more measured leader than Rapey Egon and the Greens. Um, <laughs> Rapey Egg. Rapey Egg. Um, All hail Rapey uh, Egon, the first of his name. <laughs> Egon the Raper. Yeah. That's what you should call him. Jesus Christ. Um, you know, it's it's. I've put here that if, if events hadn't happened at the end of the episode, um, the whole history of the Targaryen race might uh, Targaryen Targaryens might have gone differently um even though Damon is thirsty boy for war I've written in my notes and he <laughs> is boy. thirsty he is thirsty um I, I really like Rhaenyra in this episode I think she's so on point mm. um she speaks like a good leader she commands respect she even like quells Damon and his war lust um and uh, I just, I thought she was fantastic. I thought, you know, I think, once again, if you compare Rhaenyra's character to that of Alison, mm. and now I think Olivia Cook's doing a great job as Alison, uh, but Rhaenyra's character to me feels, I understand her, yes. I know her. Even after the events at the end of this episode, at this stage in the story, I am behind whatever she chooses to do. And that to me is, a, is good writing. I, I understand her character. Like, she's not going to randomly do something. Like, obviously, war's going to break out now because of what happens at the end. But I expect that. Like, that's just fucking normal. They killed her son. Yeah. Like, and it was meant to be, uh, you know, just treating with people. It's just messenger. So that end shot of her where she looks determined reminds me a lot of um, Midsummer, Gareth. Like, the end shot of Midsummer. But instead of smiling, she's, like, fucking raging. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah. With Florence Pugh, um, yeah. So I really, I really like Rhaenyra this episode. You reckon? You like her? Yeah, she's she's awesome. Um, yeah, I I mean I actually I did write one of my hot takes was just Rhaenyra's look at the end, like yeah, it's on. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, it's on. It's on now. You killed a sweet boy. Yeah, like you know. And he was he's just... such a sweet boy. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But Sweet summer child. He really is. Um, but yeah, she's she's ace. I do think... I do think... I do think Damon had a point. Like, come on. You... you I know. Uh, I think. I think you maybe implied that potentially she was just trying to buy time when she said you'll have my answer tomorrow. But I, I think. I think yeah. actually she was considering it. Like she's considering going. Um, do you know what? Just to, uh, to. Oh, definitely. I think there's a there's a part of her that's like, you know, trying to be the good leader. Um, and I'm not going to say you know what happens in the future or anything like that, but you know. Her, characters change and they evolve and they you know situations shape who they are mm-hmm. and okay i will say i will say that I, I look i think war's inevitable i think she just doesn't want to do the first strike because it's the same with anything that in the history books that will go down as you know their fault <laughs> do you know what i mean i, I she's do, like but, look, but, war's probably coming yeah. but we're not gonna fucking make the first blow no but do you understand we are trying to be of reason here I get that, but and you know whatever, like in the future, whatever. From she's justified in doing whatever, right? Like they killed, they killed her son, and yeah. I, but I, I do think that if that hadn't happened, there is a strong chance that she would have, she would have sent a raven and said, "Yeah, all right, no worries, no worries, King Egg, um, enjoy it, right?" Because <laughs> yeah. she, she wants to protect the realm. And to do that, she'll take a step back. And I think that's a step. I think that's too far. I think that is too yeah, far in terms it, of restraint. It's one of the. It's one of those we'll never know. No, I suppose which not. Is quite, you know, one of those. She might have, but um, unfortunately, events ha- uh, you know transpire where that doesn't happen. So that will lead us on to the next hot take, Gareth, which is. Um, I'm sure it's on your notes as well. So I'm just saying it for you. <laughs> uh, okay. It's our first dragon battle. Ah, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I have been worried for some time that this show might fail when it gets down to the dragon fights because the CG at times has been bad, I think, personally. And I think I think they need to put more money into it and I think they need to put more time and care into it. Uh, I think it's looked a bit stunted and fake when they're riding the dragons. Um, but my fears have been eased. Do you think they... With this- Absolutely fantastic dragon battle. Do you think they scaled yeah. up the budget? Ooh, I, I would say uh, that is a very good pun. Thank you. And I'm trying to think of another one. Yep. And I can't. Something. If John was here, he'd be here. Something about fire. He'd be here. Uh, what about fire and that? Maybe, maybe they um, fired the old CG. Anyway, carry on. You know, good, that one. Yep. Yeah, anyway. Uh, good. It's good as well. Um, I thought this looked so much better than my imagination. I knew this was coming <laughs> yeah. um, when me and John alluded to why we think this episode could automatically be brilliant. It's because of this whole scene mm. um, and everything about it is amazing. Now, Vega looks fucking massive and I've written in my notes Godzilla like mm. like it, it, like with the lightning and stuff. It's like that reveal like of the new Godzilla movie Um before it goes to shit with all the other monsters, but like where you wait like half the movie to see Godzilla. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you, when you see it, like, oh my fucking God, it is massive. Yeah. Um, and him, uh, her, sorry, Vagar, because um, it's a girl dragon. A girl dragon. A girl dragon. The biggest in the world. That was a girl dragon. Um, 
that one's a girl, isn't it? You checked its bits. Um, no, it's just a girl, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it? It looked amazing coming through the lightning and the smoke and the, uh, the clouds. Yeah. It was just terrifying. Yeah. I thought it was terrifying. Yeah. And poor little Arax oh. didn't stand a fucking chance. <sighs> Torn into bits. I, re- I messaged John, actually, and I said, uh, I thought... I thought the dragon getting moshed into bits was a bit much, wasn't it? He goes, well, what do you think was going to happen? And I was like, yeah, but it's a bit much, wasn't it? Uh, um, yeah, that was, I mean, that was hard to watch. There was a, I mean, there was a bit of me that was like, they didn't show Lucaris. Maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's just swimming around. Maybe he'll swim to safety. Oh what? Yeah, from that height. Um, yeah. um, I think they find his body in the oh, book, or they or is it one that they don't recover? I can't remember. Mm. Um, but like, it, yeah, that there was a question like, how did they know that he's dead? Do you know what I mean? There's that sort of question. Quick, quick question for you. Go with obviously, go um, obviously, Damon goes and does a bit of dragon hunting himself and finds a fucking massive one. Do we know who that Vermithor. is? Vermithor. Vermithor. The second largest dragon in the world the old dragon of king jaharis um and the thing that people don't realize we'll get into this as a deep dive is dragonstone is actually a place where just uh dragons dragons who have had hang out hang out yeah they've had no rider for a while their old rider might have died or there are some dragons who are just um wild and haven't been tamed or claimed yet so um the blacks being on dragonstone is a huge advantage if they can tame some of these dragons. It's interesting that uh, Damon's trying to tame Vermithor because he's already um, got Caraxes. So I'm interested to see how that develops. Um, but yeah, that's a good question, guys. Uh, what did you think about... This is the last point, and it's still on the hot take, but what did you think about um, Aemond, uh essentially killing Lucerius by accident? Ugh. What did you think about that? I mean... Yeah, because he's like he's like oh Vega, Vega, stop Vagar, it! No, listen to me, Vega. Listen to my bidding. Um, it makes me think. I, I'm starting to find Aemond a little less cool than I did the first. The like after we first saw him mm. as Big Aemond. Do you know what I mean? The sapphire thing was cool. The though, sapphire thing was patch. fucking cool. That was wicked. I was like, what? That's mad. That's. Yeah, so cool. Looks awesome. Why has he got a patch on? Just keep that out all the time. Yeah, yeah. Surely. Yeah. Um, but I don't. To me, the impression that he gave, you know, when you and I were like raving about him, like we sort of fell in love with him a bit. Um, as a as a an excellent kind of evil character, but the the impression that he gave initially to me was that he was super unbelievably in control and measured and had everything planned mm. out that's what it seemed like like he knew yeah. what was going Cunning. to happen and mm. i'm just getting the sense now that that's not the case um he he's gone he's tried to be a little bell end and <clears throat> it's gone out of control and then it, rather than being sort of launching into it and being like yeah whatever i'm aiming i can do what i want he's like oh no oh no come on stop it stop it dragons and it, he just came across a little bit lamer than I've thought of him. It, uh, we'll get and on to the deep dive about about why it's uh, you know whether or not it's an accident or you know how that relates to his character in the book and all that sort of stuff. Because 
I think it's very interesting what they've done here. I think, you know, to to make this seem like an accident for me makes it look it doesn't just diminish from the episode. I love the episode. It's it's amazing. Um it just annoys me with Eamon's character because yeah. um then make him ruthless. Yes, like he's just exactly. killed this kid. Exactly. Right? That that is him. That's just that's fine. You don't have to make he's a complex character, but he's not you don't have to make him so complex, you know, like, oh, I didn't want to do that. Like, no, you, you've been wanting to kill that kid for like 10 years. Exactly. Genuinely. Exactly. My point. And you would have, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so just go with it. Have the confidence to go, no, Eamon is that character. That's okay. That is okay. We are allowed to like evil characters. Not every character has to have um, a shred of decency for us to cling on to. Do you know what I mean? We there's characters we love to hate, Cersei, Joffrey, um, these other cat, you know, Ramsay. They're fantastic characters, and and some people love the scenes with those characters in them, you know. Yeah. But they hate the characters. Yeah. That's okay. Anyway, hmm. we'll get onto that more in the deep dive. But uh, I thought, you know, as is you know tradition, we come to you with our un- unsullied thoughts. But overall, uh, I think we both agree this is a fantastic episode. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, um, Wow, really excited for season two now. So happy to put last week's episode behind us and be on the front foot. The gas pedal is down and we are accelerating into the Dance of Dragons, which I think we can safely say has now officially begun. I want to thank uh, my trusty squire, Gareth, for joining me on this uh, hot take. He will be in the deep dive as well this week. We're going to have all of us in there, hopefully. Um, And that will be out in the next few days and we'll get into all of these juicy tangents there. Thank you, dear listener, and we will catch you in the deep dive. Bye-bye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion? Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.,